This week's episode is brought to you by Crappy Audio. Crappy Audio. Please make sure that you pay attention to what you're doing so that you don't record crappy audio uh, when you're recording a podcast. So this is just a little disclaimer that this week's episode is going to sound a little funky because for whatever reason, when I was recording, everything looked okay, and then I went back and listened to it, and it was recording through a webcam instead of through the nice microphones that we have. So um, that will not happen again. This is episode 27. 27 is my unlucky number, and today is the 13th. So I don't know what that means. Do with it what you will, but episode 28 will be much better. But please enjoy. Wait. You don't sound autistic. Well, what does an autistic person Wait. sound like? You're autistic? Yeah, I'm telling you that. You don't even look autistic. But what we're talking about. Yeah, but I don't buy it. But I, I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD and anxiety and depression. You don't sound autistic. Welcome back to another episode of You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Blake. And I'm Michelle. And I'm autistic. And I'm not. And I just wanted to talk about something just to kind of kick us off. Uh, last night I went to the West End Comedy Festival here in Atlanta. And um, I knew some people that were performing, that were hosting. It was really cool. But one thing that was interesting is I saw some comedians and, and they did what I did. Like if you watch my, uh, and, it's, and it's listed on the, on the Facebook page, if you're interested, you can join the Facebook page, join the group, join the conversation. And you can see my uh, my stand-up comedy bit. And the first thing I say is, so last year I was diagnosed with autism, which was a surprise to nobody. And I get a laugh. And a bunch of comedians, I mean, like I said, maybe not a bunch, but three of the comedians I saw at three different shows said something not similar, but they were just like, I'm autistic. And the audience was like, <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's not even funny yet. Why are people laughing at the fact that someone's autistic? And one of the, the first show I walked into, I only sat down for two comics and someone was talking about autism and the woman next to me is laughing and she's like, autism's always funny. Mm. And I was like, is it? I was like, one of the comedians gets up and he's like shaking and he was having a, you know, like you could tell like he's got some issues going and uh, he's like, I, uh, I'm autistic, and, and, and he goes, and, and I see not everyone's laughing, and then people start laughing, and he goes, and you can laugh, because he's like, look at me, I have a smile on my face, and I'm autistic. That's cool. And uh, so I was like, I was like, come on, brother, you can do it. That and reminds me of... What's a woman name? that was there, too, she was also autistic, uh-huh. but she mentioned it very more offhandedly, uh-huh. where she was like, I'm too autistic for this. So I wasn't sure if she was saying that, like, people say that, like, they used to say... And I'm just going to say it because people say it all the time. Retarded. I'm always like afraid to say that on the show. Right. But people say it that are not mentally disabled in any way, shape, or form uh-huh. or have any kind of developmental issues. Right. And they just drop the R word all the time. Like it's slang. Because in, in, in comedy. I hear it all the time. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm really disappointed to hear that. So, yeah, it's people are like this one lady is like, oh, are you mildly retarded? Oh, my gosh. And she was talking about her boss calling her in the middle of the night, asking these kind of questions and stuff. So, and, and I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't hear the R word. 
I feel silly even saying R word because I'm a grown up. Like I can, it's like saying like he who should not be named. And then Harry Potter's like, you mean Voldemort? <laughs> right, I get it. Well, <laughs> but it's respectful, right? Because autism does not imply retardation. They're two completely different, separate things. But, but people say that word. Well, on, they say um, that as an umbrella for anything that, that doesn't act typically, like neurotypical. Right, and but, it's, but one of the big reasons is because neurotypicals have been trained how to, like, they have this song and dance they do in the social environment that they just expect everyone to learn so that everyone's doing the same song and dance. And it becomes this throwaway for like, oh, why wouldn't you, like, why why wouldn't you know that that's inappropriate to, to call me in the middle of the night, whatever the woman said to her boss. Yeah. You know, and so now it's become this like, oh, you just need to know that's inappropriate. So if you don't already know that, it must mean you have a learning challenge. Like, that's not cool. I'd be surprised because when we went to, I thought that that word had been like removed from the like the social vocabulary. Yeah, it should be. But then we went when um, before Declan was born, we were in the doctor's office, and I remember the nurse saying like, "Oh, your child could be born retarded." What? Are you know, yeah. When? I don't remember which nurse this was. But there was a nurse that was like, oh, if, if this happens, your child could be retarded. Oh, was this at the 20 week when we were doing the like. Maybe something like the, the they were talking about. Yeah. Where they were. They were looking for all the things. Because in that particular. But is that still a word that, that's like medically. Like, and is it is it that. If, I mean, I think it's like this. is Here's my, you know, as someone that is autistic. Sure. Um, let me take a stance for the autistic people. I don't want anyone calling me retarded. I don't think I should call anyone that word. I agree. But I also think that people get really offended about words in general because they are rather arbitrary. Right. Because a word, it's just a noise that we're making because think of all the languages there are. Like, well, you know, it comes from a time in, in, in our development as culture if you will well it's like where we didn't have a lot of differentiation there between... are like racial slurs and stuff that you you clearly know like okay you don't say that right We've um it. like when you refer to someone like you don't say certain things it, but it comes with a awareness but at it... what point does the new thing become offensive and then you got to change that and then the new thing becomes offensive again and you got to change well that. so we're always learning right the only thing constant on this planet is change and that's because every single time we redefine something that's an uh just to that's there's a song it's the only thing that never changes or things change okay if you do that to me right now i'm gonna lose track of every conversation I apologize. like i i <laughs> won't happen you, again I, until I, the next time i'm like what was i even you're talking about the r word when we define anything in our culture, we're using the information, hopefully the best information we have available at that time. But because we're also, we're, we're not just changing, we're also learning. Every single time we continue to learn, we have the right to go back and update or upgrade any definition or terminology based on additional information and learning and differentiation that we've been able to acquire. And so, at the time, I, I I don't know when that word like was developed and how it came about. I don't. It's, I don't that's, know that's a word answer. that's been around for a long time because my uncle Bob. Right, I know. When they when they did his evaluation, I remember reading something and he read it and he and he came up to me and he goes, Blake, am I retarded? 
Oh, wow. And I was like, uh, no. What a moment. And he's how much so. older than you? Mm, he's like in his 70s. And you're, okay, so, that, I mean, that's a huge I was a difference. teenager, and he was probably, I mean, I don't know how old he was. If he was a teenager, I mean, if you were a teenager, he was in his... His 50s, probably. That And that's the first time you read his diagnosis? No, it was, well, he's... He's very, he's like, uh, he's like autism level two, like hardcore. Right. Probably. Yeah. And so. If he was diagnosed appropriately but he, today. But he, yeah. But I mean, like, because again, they, they diagnosed him as schizophrenic back in the day and they right. stuck to that diagnosis. Because that's all they but had. But reality then. is that he's definitely. Actually, that's a perfect case in point because he, like we, like we've learned talking to the doctors, we've, he's probably not schizophrenic. He's probably level two autistic with additional diagnoses that were incorrectly done. But since he was diagnosed, what, 50 years ago? Well, and they keep, it's not like, I mean, they've changed his medication. He, he goes, he goes to the doctor and, and, and whatnot. And he again, would, like, I, I'm not that, I would have whole, to talk to my, my brother's. I've the, asked the, your brother to do a full reevaluation on him. Okay. And he was like, oh my gosh, the work. And I'm like, yeah, but it would be beneficial, really, really beneficial for your family line to go back and have him re-diagnosed and re-evaluated and see it, if his diagnosis would change based on updated information, which I think it greatly would yeah. because we didn't have that information back then. So, you know, it was the most severe of the population that got kind of grouped together. And if there was learning disabilities or learning challenges or developmental delays we didn't have any of those words back then it was either right you, well that's the thing that's weird about all we knew was an intellectual disability or not yeah and that's what kind of became that retarded unfortunately you know that that subgroup. it was an all-encompassing word it to was. just cover any kind of mental because we didn't have the differentiation or the knowledge to differentiate but what do we what do we say now what's the appropriate thing to say right now but autism isn't autism honestly no but developmentally disabled it's not when you okay when i i've been because i've been looking at hold on i'm just saying i've been looking at jobs mm-hmm. and there's a couple questions they ask you okay. they ask you do you um are you like a protected veteran okay right and then they ask, are you um, legally able to work in the United States? Like, would mm-hmm. you need to be right. covered? Yeah, in, 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 I-9, yeah. Uh, sure. And then the other question is, do you have a disability? And right. autism is number one because it's with an A right yeah, there at the right. top. It is. And what do you say? Yes. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Why? There was a well, time when you wouldn't. Well, I'm just, I don't know. No, I'm so I'm- brave. It is brave. No, I'm proud of you. Good. Yeah, because, I mean, shit, if they're going to hire someone, they might as well be like, we need to fill our autism quota. Well, I think they also (laughs) deserve to know, like, you know, that regardless of what they think of autism is not, I mean, uh, I have so many I struggle a lot more than I probably seem like I do. Like, I posted something in the group. Right, but you shouldn't be hiding that. Like, if you're struggling, it's okay to just, okay. No, but but the thing is, here's the thing. There is no, there is no saying like, oh, um, I you, you just you don't have to hide. When like one of the people that just joined the group, she's like, I'm in my 40s and I was just diagnosed with autism and ADHD. Right. So, how is she supposed to stop something that's been like innate? Like it's so innate in your. What would she stop? Masking. Oh, okay. I see weird. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. you're, 
I'm, I mean, like I'm being diagnosed in my 30s. She's being diagnosed in her 40s. Like, you know, the taking the mask off is a really, really difficult. What, thing. what is that even? What does that mean? Like, I mean, like I'm, just, I read, I never realized how much, how strongly I relied on social cues. Right. Till I go into it, like I, I, like yes, you have no idea the struggle yesterday. I almost turned around and just was like, I'm gonna go home. What was yesterday? Going to the comedy show. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm, I'm going by myself. Like, I don't want to go by myself. This sucks. Right. I'm like, I, right. I, I'm do, a, I, I don't do want to drive here. I don't. I'm, right. Parking is going to be a pain in the ass. Like, there's all these things. I keep talking myself out of it. And I was like, no, you've got to go. And I get there and I can't figure out where I'm supposed to go because they didn't really have signage and stuff everywhere. So that I finally found a sign and went and I got my little lanyard. Okay. And I recognized someone there, but I didn't say hi. I wasn't like, hey, Brandy, I recognize you. Do you remember me from last week we met at this thing? Which is what a normal person I feel like would do. And I was just like, oh, 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 and wandered off into the darkness of the show and just watched for a little bit. And that's when I saw, like, the first comic was talking about being autistic. And uh, I saw someone else. I saw someone that was in my comedy class. And I saw him, and I didn't say anything. Because I, like, I was like, oh, I think that's uh, the guy I know. And then I, I literally turned around. Like, after the show, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go home. I walked almost all the way to my car. And then I turned back, and I was like... I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be here to like try and meet people and stuff. And oh, is that when you sent me the text about network about market uh, networking and yes. how this was gonna be tough for you? Yeah. Okay. So I'm that's sorry. what the the comedy business is not just about being funny. No, it's about because there's a lot of because I'll tell you there's a lot of unfunny comedians that are getting time, right. and I'm just like, how is this person getting time? I'm like, I'm just as unfunny as them. <laughs> think you're very funny thank you i've said that for years it, it it in any industry it's about the relationships and it's it's hard mm-hmm. you know socio socio emotional relate uh, reciprocity portion of autism is probably what i find to be the absolute most difficult to navigate 100 percent because you're in a position to have to try and navigate your own thoughts and feelings at the same time of reading someone else's. And I actually, so can you pause for a second? Because your mind's working a mile a minute. And I'm in, um, I'm part Mom's of a website group. called, no, this one's called um, Stuff That Works. And they have autism groups in there. And it's really interesting. I'm So they, I was just asking Rochelle to be close to the microphone. I'm by literally leaving. kissing the damn thing. You gotta make out with that bad No, boy. I'm Get right here. Just trust Tongue me, it. I got it taken care of. Mm. I even bought myself a stand, thank you. She did. She bought herself I a did stand. It. I did. Thanks to everyone that donated to her fund me. Yeah. Go no. fund me. My uh, employer. Please describe how it feels for your child to live with autism. It can be physically, emotionally, mentally, or all of the above, anything that comes to mind. Are you okay. asking me this question? No, I'm telling you. This oh. is a survey I received okay. from this site I'm a part of, and I, gotcha. have, I I interact with it on behalf of Declan. It's really interesting. So I found my, this is how I answered the question. He's very emotionally sensitive, always looking for others to show him how to behave because he doesn't feel confident in his own abilities. He is demanding at home and then meek at school, almost collapses and submissive because their discipline really hurts his feelings and he's not always able to understand what he did wrong to warrant the disapproval. So you mentioned earlier, you don't realize how much you're looking for social cues. Yeah. And 
you're looking for social cues to determine whether you've been accepted or rejected because the three primary questions we have when we're newborns is, are we safe or not? Am I loved or not? And am I wanted or not? And if those questions are not consistently answered in the yes, when we're little, we're constantly trying to answer those questions all throughout life. Can I give you another quick example? Sure. So a very good example of masking mm-hmm. for me that I don't realize I'm doing, but it's anyway. So like if I, I say I'm walking down the street okay. and I didn't, I like someone walking by me and, and I, and I generally do not make eye contact with people, right. but then they go, Hey, how you doing? I'll look at them and I'll look them in the eye and go, Hey, I'm great. Thank you. Mm, like a rehearsed little sequence. No, I just, it's, I, I mean, I don't know if it's a rehearsed sequence, but it's just, I, if I walk by someone that also wasn't going to say anything, we would both just not look at each other and would right. just walk Actually, by. Right. Actually, so let me rephrase but it. Kicks it into gear. I think it's a reflex. That's what I'm saying. You can create a like reflex. Like all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, hey, great. Thank you so much for uh, asking. But you, you've intentionally added the eye contact piece. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 have, I have seen you do this. I'm just. Anyway, I just it's something that just came into my mind. No, it's just it's a really good example actually because we don't talk a lot about reflexes, but um reflexes are little habits that can be um personally designed to navigate you through any awkward or emotional situation. So, I mean, and we think of reflexes like the little, you know, the little hammer on your knee, but there's emotional and social reflexes that can be developed also. Right. As almost like um little like uh, how do you say it? Like you're waving your arms. I don't know I'm trying to saying. think of the words I want, but like little deflections to get you past a, a moment of intensity. So you don't to buy you some time, right? To process the moment, because one of the most difficult things with strangers is it's spontaneous and unpredictable. Right. So if you have, um, I never understand. Like I'm, I'm not one to. I've never been the initiator in those situations to where I'm like at a grocery store and I'm behind someone and then they look at me and they're like, Hey, how about this thing? Right. You know, like they'll start talking to you mm-hmm. about something and then you're like, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, like, have I no know. idea. So I just like, what is happening I, I right don't, now? I don't have those challenges. Uh, and I still find it super awkward when people just start talking to me and they, I'm like, dude, I'm in my bubble. Like I'm in my zone. I don't want to, it's just, yeah. Okay, well then maybe it's not a thing. No, it is. I think think it's extra a thing because you already spend so much of your time and effort to navigate through those experiences just getting through your day that adding extra things on, uh, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm proud. I didn't know that you had such a difficult time with last night. So that's twice that you managed to keep yourself on track, even if you had to kind of talk yourself through it, but... You manage to keep your goal in sight, and it sounds like you're starting to develop, and I don't say it like that, but it sounds like the um, anxiety strategies that you've been working on are really starting to develop and, and work in your favor. Like, you can acknowledge your anxiety and go, okay, that's, okay, I'm feeling, ah, and then also at the same time, bring yourself down to a calm enough to process that anxiety and remake the decision to keep going towards your goal. That's huge Blake it's like my penis <laughs> why did I not see that coming <laughs> okay still my compliment remains it's a it's a 
I, now I don't know what word to use. <laughs> it's a big accomplishment. Bigly. <laughs> Isn't that what uh, Trump said? Bigly? I don't know. <laughs> or was that Bush? I can't remember. I don't know. Oh, my God. I was playing this this word game earlier. Uh-huh. And... One of the it, it and I and I deleted it from my phone because I hate ads and I'm not going to pay for some game. Right. But uh, it was like some texting. It was I think it was like text or die or something like that. Hmm. I saw an ad for it and I was like, oh, this looks fun. And then I started playing it and then I was like, screw this because in between each round you have to watch like 20 seconds or 30 seconds of oh, an ad. But if they didn't have ads, it was kind of cool because you would type something. It would ask a question like, name a fruit. Okay. You know, and you'd say like, let's say you said avocado something right mm-hmm. and then someone else said pear well your word is longer so you're you're basically above the ocean and there's like little stacks of words mm-hmm. and you start all at the same level and then you type avocado and so the words avocado like the letters for avocado stack up like little tiles okay and then the, the word for pear stacks up so you obviously have a longer word and then between each round the water rises up like a certain amount so if you have really short words for everything you get eaten by like a shark like a shark comes along and that was so like okay. the, but anyway I don't know why I'm mentioning this but like and then like the presidents like it said name a president uh-huh. so I said I was like okay who has a longer name and I was like Washington. I wanted to say like Ulysses S Grant or something yeah Washington. so I typed Ronald Reagan everyone okay. else typed like Trump Obama yeah but well, mine was Obama. Ronald Re- I typed the full name wow good job I couldn't spell Reagan that I can't get the A and the E right okay I mix I don't know I can't spell that word apparently I can't spell the word recipe either A G A N not Reagan. gonna to just it doesn't. But it was Ronald Reagan anyway. Wow, that's cool. Do you have to spell the word right? Yeah. Oh, see. Yeah, I'd you can't trouble. just say like Rogan. I'd have so much trouble with that. What's that comedian? Shoot, he's so funny. Um, now I'm going on, now we're going off the off topic, but uh, oh, what was his name? He passed away. It sucks because he was so funny. Um, he did like it was like Purple Elephant or something like that. Anyway, uh, he shoot. He was talking about like words, like how hard it is to spell, and then like he's like, you get to a word, and he's like, like if someone was, was he's talking about ty- typing, mm-hmm. it's like if someone was to be like spell restaurant, mm-hmm. he'd be like R E S T. Man, screw this word, like I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, restaurant. <laughs> I mean, I feel that way. I do a lot of typing, and my hands and my brain, it's just like I'll go to try and type certain words that like I think I know how to spell and I just watch these these certain letters I constantly mix up and it's not always the like easy predictable ones like everyone expects b's and b's and p's and d's and but for me it's it's oh, it gets really complex so it can be frustrating sometimes to like not be able to get out what you're trying to think and say and at the same time when I have those moments of like complete disruption in my brain I I it just feels like static like all of a sudden the mental image of the word I'm trying to spell goes you know gray and I can't see anything clearly and then I'm like oh, so frustrating sorry by the way the comedian that I was talking about was Patrice O'Neill I just wanted to make sure I properly credit oh him. oh fair enough I super do remember funny, you talking about super him. funny guy yeah um yeah so good job thank you yeah figured it out I'm gonna have a sip of water okay. everyone listen <laughs> Oh my goodness. Let's see, where are we at right now? Oh man, we're not even close to being cl- uh, close. Good, that's good. We got time. All right. So, um, obviously, today is Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, that's right. Super yeah. Bowl Sunday, yeah. 
We made it. I'm so excited for the halftime show. I am too. I'm actually excited for the game. Sometimes you're like, oh, the game, okay, it could go either way. But oh, I think we got the Rams and the Bengals? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game. I was Something I was thinking about the other day was that, you know, I'm doing this uh, News Minute and Pop Minute. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about the Super Bowl. I was like, are we, because these episodes will not be timeless. <laughs> <laughs> you go back and you'd be like, oh, man, this is so dated because this is That's from, okay, though. It's, is that all right? Yeah, I think it's fine. Okay. Just making sure. I mean, for the most part, it's, all the information is going to be relatable. so relevant. There's still going to be a Super Bowl next year. Right. But if you went back and listened to some podcast where they were talking about, like, E.T. It's still a cultural snapshot of where we're at. I, I don't think it's going to be. That was me foreshadowing a little bit. Oh. For the pop minute. Oh, I gotcha. So, I was just mentioning a movie. Actually, considering how we started the episode talking about we have the ability to talk about things in the framework based on the information and the experiences we have right now. Allowing that cultural dating in is probably actually advantageous down the road because we're going to continue to learn more as we experience more as science and medical and health and mental health all continue to learn more. And we'll probably update how we think and feel about things as we move along, factoring in the new information. So I I think that's fine. Okay. That's growth. I mean, that's the whole point is of growth. Is Don't you usually have a growth removed? Not those. Okay, so there's abnormal. By the way, you have got this kid so obsessed with bumps. Uh-huh. I had my shirt off, uh-huh. you know, because I was showing off to him on my, 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 my one pack. Okay. And uh, he goes, ooh, Dad, you have bumps. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I have like a mole on my back. Then he goes, yeah, but what about this one? And what about this one? Yeah. Oh, and wow. I'm like, uh, wh- what? Like, I, now I'm freaking out because I can't oh, no. see. So if you see me walking around topless, I might just be trying to figure out if I have bumps on my back. Okay, well, I'll take a look. Um, but part of it, let's just go back. Okay. I don't have him obsessed with bumps. He scratches all the time because he has eczema. Mm-hmm. And it flares up on him, and he will just continue to scratch away at, and make the problem worse without... I like how you're scratching to describe connecting scratching. Connecting in. Well, my, my brain is, you know. It's cute. No, go ahead. Today. Keep doing it. So he'll just continue the cycle without understanding, without triggering a thought in his mind that he needs to, like, address that challenge. So it's nothing more than just watching or being woken up in the middle of the night because he's scratching and going, okay, well, let me just get some cream. So once he learned to loop in the cream and it stopped his scratching, that's why he's like, oh, there's something I can do about this. Like, I don't just randomly scratch. There's a purpose behind it and a solution for it. So it's all part of the learning process. Now, he does the same thing on me, and I've got like 400 moles. He goes, mom, your bumps, mom, your bumps. And he tried, and he, the other day, because I have these ones on my face, he actually got the cream and insisted on putting the cream on my moles. You better get rid of those bad boys. And I was like, thanks, son. But, you know, you encourage that kind of. Where'd you get the moles from? I don't. We're we're either of we're a moly bunch. I don't know. Oh yeah, Yeah. my dad. My dad was covered in moles. May I ask you a question? Does this mean when you were really religious that you were holy moly? (laughs) Probably yeah. We also spent a lot of time out in the sun because we're Floridians, and so. uh, Come on, cat. Go. I swear, I feel like we have sponsors. I know. And it's just a bunch of cats. But they only do that. Yeah, they only want our attention when we're in the middle of recording an I'm episode. Like, oh, look, they're focused on something else. I'll come bug them. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What are those balls they're talking into? That looks fun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, 
the Super Bowl. We went to the grocery. Oh yeah. We went to the grocery store today. We did as a family. Which was tough. And I really, really prefer Instacart, but you know, on game day, you just don't know what's actually going to be available. Mm. But I got to tell you, like, and I knew it was going to be busy. I think I was the most stressed out out of the three of us. I think so. And it's just really, I once I. Me and Declan were cucumbers. Ah, you guys were chill. Because we were so cool. Well, he was in his own world, pulling and pushing the cart, doing yeah. all these different things. And he's an adult. Yeah. He just walks did. around. He's like, hey, what do you do? <laughs> Push the cart. He's like, get my wallet out. I'm paying for dinner. Yeah. He was uh, he was like a little boss. It was cute, though, um, him picking out things. But the point is that when I feel like I have to divide my attention and my focus to him to make sure that he doesn't, you know, because he won't sit in the cart anymore. Then at the same time trying to have conversations with you, while at the same time trying to make decisions, I, I was just overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed. And then people coming up are, I'm like, I need an aisle, like a safe, quiet aisle to just downregulate and think. Because as soon as I, you've got something special going. You know, some. I mean, I'm waiting to see when one of these days you're going to get diagnosed with whatever it is. So, okay. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm on a new medication at the moment okay. for the next three months, and it's a stimulant. So. Adjustil? <laughs> no. Oh, I just made that up. No, it's a... I think that's not actually... No, my, my doctor put me on. So it, it it has ramped up my energy. Like, it has increased my nervous energy. I... Cocaine. You've been taking cocaine. No. Okay. No, no, no. But it, but it does actually, like, speed up everything, and my body makes me more edgy, makes me... More frustrated easily. Okay, you sound like me before I t- started taking on my meds. I know. I actually am feeling really um, empathetic toward. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is how he feels because I mm-hmm. have noticed that in the first few hours after I take the medication, like I speed through details. I can't remember my thoughts. If you interrupt me, that's it. It's gone. It's like, whoa. Normally, my brain and my body don't move quite that fast. Hold on. Please unplug something. No, keep going. Okay. Sorry. So, I mean, it's, it's a challenge. It was a challenge to be in a sensory-rich environment with a whole bunch of people on game day and make decisions at the same time. So I, agree. I, I think I, I think I struggled the most. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fair. I mean, and it's something that, uh, I, again, I, I posted on the Facebook group just talking about, um, you know, I'm not a huge, I mean, I, I'm, you know, jokingly like, go sports. Uh, I did play football in high school, mm-hmm. as you can, you know, probably tell by my masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very quick. Uh, was not very big. Um, Fast running. I think, I, I think when I was, I swear, I wish it's it's in, if I lost a hundred pounds, mm-hmm. I'd be heavier than I was when I was a freshman in high school. I believe that. That's insane. You have that frame like he does, really slim, yeah. slender, and. Athletic frame. But I'm stocky now. Um, I was going somewhere with that. Oh, because football. Football. And, uh, yeah, like, so I remember going to football parties and stuff. And, like, you know, I remember going to a Super Bowl party in uh, middle school. And they were, like, the kids were, we were, like, yeah, we're not going to watch the Super Bowl. And so we rented the movie Clueless with Alicia Silverstone. Okay. Because we all wanted to, because it was, like, hot girls. Yeah, now I get it. And then um, the first the first time I actually sat down and watched the Super Bowl and was excited about it, I think, was freshman year. We had some dudes over. My like my dad was like, bring some of your football friends over. Okay. So I brought some of my football friends over and we all watched the Super Bowl at our. Because your dad liked football, right? Didn't he? Oh, my dad was a big super yeah. like my dad's huge too. football fan. 
huge football fan. Like he had like six, maybe five or six VHS tapes, and mm-hmm. two of them were like Super Bowl. <laughs> Someone was like, it was like like Super Bowl best of, and then like this video like Crunch Course, which oh, is wow. just like videos that were, it was just clips. It was basically the the equivalent of like what like TikTok type of thing would be, where it was like twenty or thirty second videos of of different interactions where people were just like creaming each other in mm. football games. Yeah. But anyway, so the, highlight reels. But but my main point is, you know, like with with football or any other sporting event, um, I've had fun going to sporting events before, but mm. it is so much of a struggle. I wonder if it would be better now that I have like medication. I don't know. I mean, what year was it? We, remember when we went to the Rose Bowl? Yeah. With uh with Katie and Aaron and yeah. my dad. Yeah, I do. I think Ryan was there too. Yep. And um. I think Ryan's the one that got us the tickets. Yeah, I think you're right. And that was, it was interesting because, you know, at the Rose Bowl, you go and you and you tailgate for a couple of hours until you're kind of in your own space. And it's not really, you know, jarring or overwhelming because you're kind of still like, I, I guess. You're car, you're car camping almost. Yeah. And so that part's fun. But when we went into the stadium and we didn't know, we didn't even know about ADHD then. With you we didn't right. know, we didn't even have words for anxiety or depression we didn't have any of those oh. terms um, Michelle we, thought I had a brain tumor I did I did um so that was fun but I did notice keep cheering me up what's going on <laughs> well it's not a brain tumor that's good news um <laughs> but I did notice that you know you were at your best when we were tailgating and then you put on I mean, I could literally, as we were walking towards the stadium, I could feel you getting more and more stressed out. And at the same time, like building yourself up, going like, it's okay, it's okay. You know, like just really pumping yourself towards like coping with it all, you know, and you were walking a little bit faster. And then if we both weren't walking exactly in the same place, like if we didn't both mentally pivot at the same time, you'd get really stressed out. And the closer we got to the stadium, the worse that got. And I was like, and I realize now, of course, that, you know, you were probably feeling really anxious and um, didn't know how to communicate it, you know, could barely describe how you were feeling. And at the same time, wanted to enjoy the Rose Bowl. Like we didn't um, expect to, I guess I hope to win, but it was a big deal that you agreed to go because, you know, you'd said before you didn't really want to. Right. No, and that's because, I mean, I remember going to like Angels games with my dad and just going to theme parks and and I was always miserable to a degree because there were just so many people but I mean my mom would write it off as your brat yeah or I'd go with a friend and I was on even on better behavior for some reason and I know that that's perfect child syndrome is something that happens with but it happens with neurotypical kids too. Absolutely. Anyone can be overwhelmed. Yeah. Anyone can, can can be triggered by a fight or flight response. It's just human nature. There's right. only two. You can either be in rest and digest or fight or flight. There's no in between. Fart and fornicator, my favorite. <laughs> so anyone can shut down and be overwhelmed. Yeah. It's just um, more prevalent when there's, you know, neurological capacity. How do I say it? Like, just the capacity is 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 smaller yeah just more something we talked about earlier was giving yourself and giving your you know if if you've been diagnosed with 
autism or you suspect you have autism or ADHD or anxiety, Definitely depression, think, any think of these things that, that are uh, affecting you in a way, um, give yourself, give yourself and, and hopefully the people around you will give you uh, time to kind of breathe and mm-hmm. let you digest the information that's, that's happening all around you um, without the pressure of moving quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's something that I learned, like as a kid, you're just like, Go, 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 go. Oh, and I, and, and, and it's weird because I'm, I'm guilty of that. And I'm, a, you know, I, I worry that I'm like, I don't want to do that to Declan. Right. You know, when we go somewhere to be like, let's just go. You have that go, go, go thing you can do. Because but... I just want to plow through something and then think back on it and enjoy it. Right. Yeah. That's the living in the moment thing. It's one of the reasons that like, I'm looking forward to the camping trip. Yeah. Because we're going to be there for four days. Right. And it won't be some like, two day, one day. No, that's why I, I was grateful you were open to extending it because even three days didn't feel like enough time to, we'll, we'll spend the whole day just setting up and getting comfortable because we won't have a frame of reference as a family. We haven't been to this place before. Like we have zero frame of reference for everything we're about to do. So the first day is going to be stressful on everyone as we develop those frames of references. And at the same time, like decide how we feel about it all. And then if there's any imbalances, we have to correct those. That's all going to be the first day. We'll sleep. We'll wake up better the next day because, you know, sleeping resets everything. You wake up the next day. You have some familiarity. You have a little bit of trust and confidence that you know the how to navigate your environment. And then we'll enjoy the second day. And it just seemed like a waste to have to turn around and pack up the next day. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're extending it. But it being at the same time, we have been through a camping trip before and we didn't have any awareness to the fact that we we're going in blind. We were just like, yeah, it's a camping trip. Like we'll pull it off. We'll pivot. It'll be no big deal. We'll solve all the problems. It'll be great. We had no idea what we were doing. (laughs) It was so stressful. And the mistake we made, and this is a very, very common mistake because once you go into fight or flight, the only reactions or um, reflexes you have available are anger, judgment, blame, or shutdown. Those are the immediate things you can respond with if you're not prepared for the moment. And that's a lot of what we encountered. So now knowing this, if we do start to feel ourselves get overwhelmed because we've become so much more like wise to the concept of, oh, I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. Like you can feel how that feels. In the, in the grocery store today, even though we were at my favorite grocery store, like I could feel in my stomach the minute I started to get, the second I started to get overwhelmed. Like my stomach felt edgy and off. And the minute that happened, then my brain just kind of like blanked out and I couldn't think and I couldn't process. And you were talking to me and I was like, I have no opinion here. I'm actually irritated. I was more irritated that I couldn't think through my own thoughts and respond to you than I was about anything else. And so then you add anybody encroaching and you're like, Oh, we're in the way we need to move. I don't, you know, I deserve to stand in the grocery store also and collect my thoughts. Rochelle loves being people's way. <laughs> I just think that I have the right to stand in my space and you know, we all kind of navigate around each other, but I think sometimes you go to extra lengths to move out of people's way yeah. and put yourself in, I don't want to say risk, but like you can, you'll inconvenience yourself. So that you don't have to feel like I'm inconveniencing like you're inconveniencing others. them because that's going to feel but like rejection. And, and that's, to you. But, that, but that is very much a part of the golden rule, right? The do unto others. Ah, uh, too do well, unto you. to a degree. Move but, out of my way. 
<laughs> I think people also need to be a little bit more patient because we don't know what everyone else is, is dealing with just even being in that store. I mean, it's a big deal for us to go to a store. I mean, we haven't, I haven't been able to go consistently into retail stores with him for 18 months. I mean, we went and navigated it and he was great. Now he kept his, you notice what he did, right? He, he kept his jacket on the whole time and he kept his hood on the whole time, yeah. which meant that in order for him to navigate the retail space and all the sensory rich environment, he cocooned himself. He actually created his own like mobile womb space so that he could feel comfortable inside that jacket in the hood and limit his field of vision. That was the brilliance of keeping the headpiece on the, the hood because he limited his field of vision. And just by limiting your field of vision, you will immediately take away like 50% of your anxiety stressors because even if you're not actively trying to look at every single thing in your field of vision, so wear goggles. the brain still sees it all, sees all the colors, sees everything, and still brings the input through the nerves into your brain as something you have to work through even if you're not consciously looking at it. That's what his doctor explained to us about why he has sensitivities with the color. With, she said it could be any color for any child or any adult, but for him it's red because she says it, when he sees red, even if he's not super triggered by it in the moment, his brain's still processing it, and it's a lot to process. So, you know. The tent has red on it. Yeah, he doesn't. But he's see, he's home in his safe space here. Okay. It's when he's out in public or in a place where they expect perfect behavior and therefore compliance that the red is overstimulating because like you said at the beginning, he's also already working really hard to mirror and mask. And it's alarming for me to see how early that begins. I don't believe I told you, but I got an um, audio text from his coach this week. I tell me. And his coach said, hey, he's doing really well, um, but I wanted to tell you that sometimes his class and the younger class are side by side. And when the younger children are, quote unquote, as he calls it, misbehaving, sometimes Declan follows their example. Um, and I try and teach him to be a leader and be, you know, and have better behavior and not follow them. And I'm like, okay, coach, I told you he was autistic, but here's a place where you clearly don't understand the ramifications of what that means. Because what I heard him say is that Declan is watching the younger kids playing and having fun. He wants to play and have fun, so he models playing and having fun because he thinks that's okay. And what the coach sees is that he's seeing younger underdeveloped behavior and misbehaving when in fact he should know better and stand there like a perfectly behaved person and say, oh, I'm not going to have fun. I'm going to stand here and be perfectly behaved. Like I was almost irritated going, Okay, but at the same time, it taught me that Declan is still insecure in his own behavior. And at the same time, he doesn't know the social rules and he just wanted to have fun. Yeah. But you can see the dynamic already starting. Ace three. You can. So I was, um, I was kind of sad, but that's part of the experience that I used to craft that answer I read earlier about how my child responds to, you know, his your child. Why do you do that? That's how the question phrased. I was repeating the question. All right. I'm not excluding you. Okay, fine. I'm just 
repeating the question. He's my child, too. Didn't say he wasn't. Same. But the survey asked me. All right. I don't know why I'm not getting the surveys. Are you part of the group? Apparently not. You should join, actually. Your input would be um, helpful. It's called Stuff That Works. Okay. And that's the... I have to follow that in order to get messages from the coach? No, those are two separate things. That's what I was talking about with the coach. Oh, he has my number because I did the paperwork. Oh, okay. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Hey. I mean, sorry, thanks, Rochelle. What? As opposed to Sharon. Oh, Sharon. Oh, yeah, my name's Rochelle. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Very stupid dad joke. <laughs> they were doing dad jokes last night. Okay. At the So one of the things I saw that is just off topic but it was kind of cool they did this thing called comedy island okay where like five comedians get up and they they introduce themselves and then they do a little bit of comedy and then the audience votes for who they thought was the funniest they mm -hmm. get immunity and then the contestants vote each other off so it was like survivor basically. oh wow and then they did like a round where like it was dad jokes and stuff and i was like oh i'd be creepy for this because i have dad jokes mm -hmm. do you want to hear one of my dad jokes i do it's, it's a joke you know, but the audience may not know it. Okay. I don't remember if I No guarantee I remember it. Okay. So everyone knows who Danny DeVito is, right? Yes. And that he was married to um, Rhea Perlman. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're still together, I unfortunately. But anyway, Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito were together for a very long time. And I was I was I always thought it would be funny if Danny DeVito was on the toilet mm -hmm. after a bad night of Chinese food or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Rhea Perlman like, walks to the door and she's like, is everything okay, Danny? He goes, the situation is diarrhea. <laughs> Dire. Can you do it in his accent? I can't sound like Danny DeVito. Okay. No, I can't do that. Diarrhea. That's funny. Yes. Anyway, stupid joke. But that would be my dad. That would be my dad joke contribution to the <laughs> uh, Comedy Island thing I saw last night. That'd be funny. Yeah. Oh wow. I have another one. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking it'd be cool to start an Etsy company. Okay. Where we make pasties for cats. Called catnips. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I got those two. Okay. Those are my two dad jokes. How are you gonna handle like all the fur around? Michelle, don't look and don't don't screw it by don't. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, you're already crushing. Don't cat, apply logistics. You're okay. already crushing catnips. <laughs> Sorry. This is a this is a this is my. They actually have gems for like. This is my empire to the jazzle cats. Okay. I okay. Think it's, okay. I all I right. won't uh, I won't interfere. Okay, thank you. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's see. Where are we at here? Time oh, my gosh. So we have the Super Bowl today, so we're excited about that. We are. Um, I think you've made great comments about protecting your space. Well, you know, I didn't realize this, but um, it's like a three-step formula to just really make your way through any stressful situation. And it's just as easy as protect yourself um know what you need to nurture yourself and then recognize your feelings. And okay. it's, it's just those three things. It's just zero, one, two. So self-protection, which is like creating that safe space you were talking about. Um, loving yourself, which is like, okay, okay. I'm feeling, you know, frazzled right now. And I'm going to take that time away, that time apart and then recognizing the feelings. So it's like, okay, I'm feeling anxious because of this. And if you can do those three things in any one moment that you're feeling overwhelmed, you'll actually downregulate your system, allow your brain to function better, and work through any problem um, pretty successfully. And the more you practice it, the better you get. So 
I wish I had done that a long time ago. But I do know that it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Oh, right. Right. You're welcome. I got you a gift already. You did? You did. You got me some popcorn. Well, that means... Come on. It's more than popcorn. Okay. The little the little can says love. It is a cute... Well, and last year you got me a canister of the same popcorn in honor of the Bucks winning the Super Bowl. That's right. Actually, the canister from last year was bigger. It was much bigger. Yeah. You yeah. got smaller because I don't love you as much this year. Well, that's so... Yeah. <laughs> Sad. I would eat just as much popcorn this year. I was just joking. Um, and But I still have to hide it from him because... Yeah. He goes through my popcorn. Who, him? Him, he, who? Oh, Declan. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know who. Oh, you're talking about me. No. I was like, I'll eat all the popcorn I want. I know. But he will really eat all my popcorn. Yeah. So, um, I I got you a gift. Wait, what? To do this on the show? Mm -hmm. Oh, crap. When shouldn't you wait for tomorrow? No, because tomorrow we're in surgery. Oh, all right. Tomorrow, I di our day is medically focused. So, happy oh. Valentine's Day. Thank you. It's in a red glittery bag. It's very heavy. With no actual glitter, so you won't have it all over your body. Oh, good. Well, I like glitter all over my body. <laughs> Do you? Wow. See, is there anything else in here? This is heavier than cash. I was hoping for cash. Oh, I don't. Just kidding. Cash. Ooh. So, if you do not know already, Blake is an avid hot sauce fan. Oh, shit. It has that one. The, the one that's on my list. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. I didn't realize they had other ones. So yeah, Rochelle, I, I love hot sauce, and actually, once what's funny is I applied to be. So tell them what you said. Oh well, let me let me okay. a little backstory. Um, so ever since I was a little kid, loved hot sauce, um, the hot spicy stuff. I I blame my dad. We used to go to the hot sauce store and stuff like that, and my dad would try to get me to eat spicy things, and sometimes he would melt my face. <laughs> and, uh, and so um, for Christmas, like Rochelle and her sister both got me hot sauce, which was really cool. And so I put on this list, I, I've been looking at different hot sauces that I wanted to try. And one of them is called Extreme Regret. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be really hot. Mm -hmm. It's Scorpion Car Carolina Reaper hot sauce. But this one is, the brand is called Elijah's Extreme. Mm -hmm. So it's got ghost pepper sauce as well as Reaper sauce and the Extreme Regret. So that's really cool. Thank you. I, cool. I was really excited. I'm to too easy it. to buy for you these days. Just give me some hot sauce and I'm happy. Well, I was looking at another pack that had like five bottles because this one only has three. But then I was like, wait a minute. It, your number one complaint with almost every hot sauce, including the one that, did I get it for you or did she get it for you? The, the one that she got was a 12 out of 10. It was the one that was called like. Shit the bed. Shit the bed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you're, Which was tasty. Very tasty. But not hot. But it wasn't, it was spicy, but it wasn't like so spicy. I was expecting something that I'm like, wow, this is really spicy. Okay, because what I, just uh, for frame of reference for everyone else, when I taste these things, I'm ready to die. So you must have a very, like, accomplished palate or... Maybe, or I just, I'm dead inside. I don't know, but... Is, I, are you, are you going to get me to taste these live on the, no, on the no, podcast? No, 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 no. That would be funny. This would be like, what's that, uh, like, hot ones or something. <laughs> like, instead of, in, maybe I'll do that next episode. I'll try one of these at, the, oh, my goodness. In, in, at one part, and I'll try to do Pop Minute while I'm sweating my, my head off. Well, so since your comment was it wasn't really that hot, and I forgot to go back and look at the Scoville units on that one, but I was looking at three or four different kits, and the way I made my decision is, one, I recognized this is one of the bottles you wanted. So I was like, okay, that I'm really pulling towards this side. But I went and looked at the Scoville units, and some kits were like, oh, yeah, man, we're super hot. It's between 8,000 and 113.5 you know, thousand. And I was like, okay, that seems high. And then this one is like up to 800,000. 
Oh boy. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to this one. So this yeah. is literally the hottest one that I could find. Nice. Within about 20 minutes of searching. Extreme Trio. And plus, since it had the one you wanted, I just. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Extreme. I mean, that's a great name for a hot sauce. It is. Extreme Regret. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I can't yeah, wait to have someone experience. come over and I'm like, hey, you want to have some hot wings? And someone's like, yeah, let's have some hot wings. <laughs> you know, let's pretend I have friends oh. that would actually come visit me and make some extreme regret hot uh, hot sauce wings. That would right. be amazing. That would be fun. That's super cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Um, what, so what's, what are we going to call the, the, the world's hottest episode? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I have the hardest time coming up with, I mean, and Rochelle as yeah, well, we coming do. up with the titles for the episodes because what we're finding is that people are just kind of blindly going into an app like Spotify and typing in autism female, right. like dad's, the dad's group. It's like, how'd you find us? It's like, uh, looked up uh, autistic dads. Yeah, it's really basic. But at the same time, this is a very complex topic and even more complex by all the... But every episode can't be the same thing. You have to come up with different. No, I know, but I'm saying you have to come up with a different title for every episode. Like, what are we going to do when it's like episode 100? Like, we're going to keep because you have to work in. I noticed the ones that people look listen to the most have the words ADHD or autism in the title. Yeah, but then I also don't want to just pander and make them like these really generic sounding titles. No, because there's nothing about this experience. I think we continue to we'll just continue to do what flows naturally because. You know, we're catching people at different parts of their journey. Some people are just getting diagnosed, and we have content for them. Some people are further along in their journey, and they're looking for more developed content because they already know the basics. I mean, the one thing about these diagnoses and and learning that you're part of the neurodiverse community is that it comes with an entirely new dictionary, an entirely new encyclopedia. Like, you have to learn from scratch this whole language and all these parts of, you know, normal human behavior that you now need to learn to dissect so that you can figure out kind of what you're really experiencing and and, and what solutions to try for yourself. And so it's a lot to learn. But there are also those that are much further along in their process, and they're looking for more nuanced, um, more specific help, you know, like they want to... I think we all want to feel like no matter where we are in this journey, we're not alone and we're supported and someone understands what the heck we're going through. And I think actually the longer you're on the journey, um, we do get clarity on some things, but other points just become more confusing. So we're just going to continue to go through it and people will find us matching them wherever they are. Some people are parents, some people aren't. Um, I don't, you know. He's distracted, everyone. Sorry, I'm, I'm so excited bottles. about these hot sauces. Like, no one has any <laughs> I should have stopped talking when I saw your Trinidad box, but... Scorpion and Carolina Reaper chili peppers. I mean, that's this is gonna be so. I want to. I really want to try it and just like do the last part of the show. Is that bad? Okay. Well, can we just one for one second, just okay before you get all excited on that? Um, well, it's your fault for opening, letting me open it. Well, sorry, it was a perfect segue, but we we have surgery tomorrow. We do. And it and could not come faster at this yeah. point. I'm actually, as as fast as it took me to get over the shock of, hi, your kid like, needs surgery. Yeah, nice to meet you. Your kid needs to have surgery. The very next day, I was calling my mom going, oh, my God, mom, this 11 days cannot come fast enough. Because once I finally started to 
confidently piece together that all these different little quirks and behaviors that had popped up after every illness was actually related to something that was fixable and not just fixable, but surgical. Then I was like, oh my gosh, I, I wish the surgery was tomorrow. So it's been a long week. I know there are multiple things we wait for, like, you know, IEP evaluations that take a while. And, you know, this is one of those things where every single night he's grinding his teeth and pulling on his ears. And now he's, you know, nibbling. I just, ah. <sighs> trying to get to bed tonight is going to be like trying to get to bed on Christmas Eve. Like, I just want it to be tomorrow already. And I'm grateful there's a Super Bowl, if nothing else, to distract me for a few hours. And let's not forget the halftime show. Half show. Yep. And speaking of... Okay, you've got a big spoon. <laughs> I'm not going to do the whole spoon. You're brave. All right, here we go. Okay. And then, and it's, then it's time and for... Okay, which one did you pick? This, this is, is the this Extreme is the one. Regret? Extreme Regret. Dude, you only have water. Is that okay? Yeah, I'll be all right. I'm just going to do a little bit. I'm not going to do like the whole thing. I hope Maybe not. I mean, because you've got like the big spoon. Those are thick. Okay. Whoa. Is that good? Oh, sure. Let me... I'm not even going to taste it. I know better. All right, here we go. Oh, it's already spicy. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, your skin's actually turning red. Thank you. All right, let's do this. You can still talk? Yeah, it's fine. How did it taste? It's, oh, it's really good. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. What it, What does it taste like? Um, It's got like, uh, well, I mean, it says it's got carrots in it. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm already sweating. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny because it tastes, it's it's like in my mouth, the, the, the heat isn't where the heat is. Okay. The heat's in my like the throat. So it's like in the in my neck. Like a slow burn. A little bit. Yeah. But you can um, turn a little fan on it. It won't. Oh no, it's fine. That's good. I, I mean, that's like it's got a good taste to it. Yay! Oh, I'm so excited. I have been buying you hot sauces uh, randomly, trying not to be predictable, of course, but randomly for the last couple of years, and and I haven't always gotten them right. Like sometimes you're like, oh, that wasn't my favorite, and I'd watch it sit there. If a hot if a bottle of hot sauce sits in your presence for longer than 30 days it wasn't good maybe i mean that's it's definitely like immediately like got like a nice nice warmth to it mm -hmm. it is not overly hot though to me what what's the scoville units on it it doesn't say ah i mean it's really I mean, maybe like, i just take maybe i just am able to take heat did you ever hear back people. on that job there was a yeah they never they never replied to me oh, um okay let's see if i can get through this here okay all right oh what are we doing pop minute Pop Minute! Pop Minute! I did better. Oh, shoot. The Oscar nominations were announced this week. They were? Yeah. Are oh. you going to do this again? Sorry. I have a whole thing written. Sorry. <laughs> you know where I learned it from is you. The popular award show will be held on Sunday, March 27th. Here are a few highlights from the nominations. Best Picture, man, that is kind of spicy. <laughs> Best Picture nods went out to Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. That's right. We're back to a year where they have ten oh, nominees. Wow. Ten. There are also some history. There's also some history in the making at these 94th Academy Awards. You're sweating. Director Jane Campion. I think that's how you say it. I'm going to mess up people's names. Okay. Became the first woman to ever be nominated more than once for Best Director. Wow. She is nominated this year for The Power of the Dog and was previously nominated way back in 1993 for The Piano. Okay, I remember that movie. Her film, yeah, uh, Anna Paquin was in yeah. that. She was like one of the youngest people to ever win an Academy Award for uh, Supporting Actress, I believe. Oh, I didn't know 
Um, her film Power of the Dog leads the pack this year with 12 nominations. What? I think it was 12. Okay. Including Best Picture, Director, Actor, Two People for Supporting Actor, Supporting Actress, and Adapted Screenplay. Guess we should watch that one. Huh? I started watching it. It was kind of boring, but I probably need to go back and watch it now. Okay. And I even just said I think I need to go give that one another shot. Steven Spielberg has set a new record as producer of West Side Story. He's now produced 11 films that have been nominated for Best Picture. Wow. The other films he produced were E.T., uh-huh. The Color Purple, uh-huh. Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Munich, Letters from Iwo Jima, War Horse, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies, and The Post. Wow. He's been nominated eight times for Best Director, including for West Side Story, the remake he just made, across six decades, starting with his nomination for Best Director in 1978 for Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is also historic. Before Spielberg, the record was tied between Spielberg and Martin Scorsese for being nominated in five decades. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say her name right. I think it's DeBose, Ariana DeBose, who plays Anita in Spielberg's West Side Story remake, could be making herself history herself alongside Rita Moreno, who took on the role in the original film and plays Doc's widow in the new film. If DeBose wins the Oscar, it would place her and Moreno among a small section of actors who won awards for playing the same character. Hmm. Moreno herself made history back in 1962 when she won Best Supporting Actress because she became the first Latina to get an Academy Award. And finally, in Oscar news, according to CNN, Troy Kotzer was nominated for an Oscar for his performance in CODA, becoming the first deaf man to earn an acting nomination and second deaf acting nominee after co-star Marley Matlin. I love Marley. She Um, played on West Side. uh, West Side. West Wing. West Side Story. She played on West Wing. Right. Okay. News minute. Okay, well, wait. That, oh, wait, hold on. Okay, give you a second to digest that. And you a chance to drink some water. That's really exciting news. I mean, you just talked about women. You talked about decades of two different um, directors. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know his name. You said for Cody the, with the hearing? Oh, the, no, the hearing. Um, his name is Troy Kotzer, I believe his name was. That's awesome. Nominated for uh, being being the first deaf man to be nominated for an Academy Award. That's incredible. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, it's supposed to be it's, good. It's hard. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I know we don't talk a lot about that, but being deaf is really, really, it's uh, English. It's just, it's it's a different type of sensory challenge. Like on top of everything else, it's just I can't I can't even imagine how that feels. Yeah. My brother is deaf on one ear, and I, I see a window of just that part of it. Just, But he's got one. I mean, oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. News Minute. Yeah, you do it way better than me. Okay. Banned books are back in the ethos. Oh, I heard this. Even book burnings. Yeah, I heard this. Most notably, the ban of the graphic novel Mouse, that's M-A-U-S, for anyone who's interested in reading the book. It's been banned in several school districts because of its depiction of nudity and use of foul language. However, according to an article from NPR, the book plays an important role in teaching students about the Holocaust. Hmm. Like anything else, if you try to take it away, the need to have it is only going to grow stronger. Mouse is now number one on Amazon. So do you think it's really about the nudity or do you think it's about? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, who knows? I mean, it is one of those things where a lot of books that have, you know, like 1984, I think George Orwell's book is, 1984 is, is, is one of the most banned books 
of all time. Anytime there's like book burnings and bannings, right? They they ban that. I've never read it. Mm-mm, I haven't either. But because it's always banned, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I should give it a read. Maybe it's maybe. pretty good. Um, and book burnings, as I mentioned, a Tennessee pastor organized a book burning where copies of the popular Harry Potter series and Twilight were burned. What? As they are said to contain demonic influences. Oh my gosh. Other objects like Ouija boards, tarot cards, and crystals were burned alongside the books. Wow. My favorite part of the story, and this is apparently true, where two people reportedly threw a copy of the Bible into the blazing <laughs> inferno and shouted, Hail Satan. Wow. And here's a little taste of the Olympics from this week. Oh, this is I excited about. Sean White is a legend and some would say the goat. Yep. You know what the goat is? The greatest of all time. Tom Brady com- taught me that. That's right. When it comes, and well, there we go. Anyway, so when it comes to half pipe snowboarding, before hitting the Olympic snow for the last time, the goat announced that this would be his final hurrah. That's right. Sean White is retiring. Yep. After scoring an 85 in the second heat of his half pipe runs, that was just good enough to come in fourth place. Don't feel too bad for White though. He's a three-time Olympic gold medalist and an icon. Mm-hmm. Who took the gold thunder? Well, coming in first place to take the gold was a dominating score of 96, mm-hmm. and that was Japan's Ayuma Hirano. An amazing run. What a run he had. Sorry. <laughs> With two triple court 1440s, which was the first time the trick had ever been landed in Olympic history. Yeah. Coming in second place was Australia's Scotty James with a score of 92.5, and then going home with the bronze is, I'm going to say it's Jan Scherer, not Jan Scherer of Switzerland with 87.25, which is just a hair over Sean White's score of 85. Yeah, it was it was an incredible heat. And that was Pop and News Minute. Nathan Chen also won gold, and so did Chloe Kim. That's right. She did, and he did. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, the uh, the U.S. is, is not – we usually kick ass in the uh, Olympics, but we're, we're not, not we're not doing, doing that no. great. We're this, struggling uh, this a lot, time. actually. Yeah. yeah, we're struggling. I watched a lot. Where it's like, Japan's oh. doing really well. Yeah. Um who else but he will let you well? watch the Olympics. He will not let me. No, my He no. likes the snowboarding. He likes the the, the, the snowboarding. He he enjoys that. I don't know. There's something different about being at your house. He doesn't matter what. No, mom, Hot Wheels. Like that's, it's just all. <laughs> hot, hot Wheels. Yeah. All right. So I don't get to. I have to put it on my phone, like on the side, and and yeah. deal with the noise, you know. And it doesn't distract him. But that's the only way I can see things because he won't venture there with me. Huh. And I can't even get him to like that new movie Encanto. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to get him to watch that too. I know, he I has too. no interest Not, in watching. And it. I thought because it has a, a pretty girl. Yeah. You know, because he normally is like, oh, pretty girl, he'll watch. But no, not this one. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if he just he hasn't even given it a chance to see that there's a pretty girl in it. Like, if it's not what he has his mind fixated on, it he's not open to it. He's and I actually think a lot of it might just be because he's in so much physical pain. Yeah. That he's. And I, I would just want to close with that because I, um, I think physical pain can be the hot sauce. You is a fair thing. But, I'm not, but, but when, you, you, you make it sound like I'm really struggling. I think. You're not struggling at all. I would be coughing and hacking and drinking that entire gallon Wanna of oat milk. No, no, no. I don't. Come on, finish I don't, it out by no, having a little no, taste. No, no, no. I can't. Come on, I, don't be I'll a die. Have a little taste. Let me finish my thought. I'm going to lose it. Okay. I was talking about physical pain. I think yes. that when we are in physical pain, and I and I want to say this to every single one of you, of you myself included, us, um, physical pain and that uh, constant feeling of 
I lost all my trace of thought. Like that just not feeling right yeah. in your body is so distracting to all of our other processes. Yet for some reason, when we're physically in pain, it's almost like we try and ignore it or minimize it. So we like almost don't want to pay attention to it. So you push it to the background, which ultimately just makes it worse. And, and he's doing it right now. Like his, his ears have been, everything's been so irritated for so many months and it took so long to find a doctor worth a damn that was going to pay attention to us and help us distinguish between, you know, a new ticks, autism stemming and an actual medical condition that could be treated. So as you, as you live life with so much physical pain that you just kind of learn to adapt to, those are the words I'm finding I wanted, then, you know, it makes everything more complicated. So I've actually started to learn to go, hey, if I'm in physical pain, let's prioritize that. and Let's not try and add, you know, all this other stuff on top of it because it's just, it's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. And, it should, and it, it, there's absolutely no reason life has to move that fast. goes back to that protect. Give yourself that space. So. All right. Is that in? Is that, I don't know. Is because that your final I, word for the episode? I don't know. I had a beautiful thought and I was headed towards saying and I lost it all midway. So I'm not, it doesn't really feel like I, I wanted it to feel, but. Hey, there's always next week. <laughs> I just, yeah. Always next week. That's right. Okay. Are, we, are we good? We're good. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to join the Facebook group and share the show. If you know any other autistic people or anyone you suspect is autistic, why don't you share the show and scare the shit out of them? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, also ADHD. Um... ADHD, depression, anxiety, you know, any other neurodiverse topics that you'd like us to cover, please let us know uh, by sending us messages on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Fertig, that's B-L-A-K-E-F as in Frank, E-R-T as in Tom, I-G, or... I was looking at you. I know. I can't remember. Oh, I'm Here. at Rochelle Chandler. There you go. Absolutely. Um, or you can join the Facebook group, which is YDSA, or it's You Don't Sound Autistic. And uh, we also have the Dads group, which um, is slowly growing. But um, what the hell is the name of the Dads group again? <laughs> ADHD and Autism Dads Support Group or something. Yeah. Um, and then also subscribe on whichever your listening platform preference is. ADHD and Autism Dads Group. That's right. Yeah. But subscribe to the show because you'll get um, notifications when every episode goes live. Yeah. And we'll, you know, hopefully, uh, I imagine it'll be a slow burn this week because Mm -hmm. we have the Super Bowl, so not everyone's going to be listening to this episode as soon as it gets posted. I still haven't even done the music for this episode. Oh. So. That's all right. to do that. Your your genius will pull it together. Thanks. Appreciate it. it. No, it's good. All right, but there we go. Uh, we'll we'll be back. Um, happy Super Bowl Sunday to everybody. And happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, and you know it's supposed to be a self love day. Like Valentine's Day is supposed to be like where you like. That's right. Buy some lube and treat yourself. Oh my gosh, that's not the direction I was heading. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, take it back. Don't treat yourself. No, it's okay. Spend that time alone. I'm just saying it's Reflecting supposed to be a self nurturing day, mistakes. like where we don't need someone else to I hope everyone knows I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I hope people are laughing at this is what okay. I hope. Okay, good. All right. My name is Blake. My name is Rochelle. And we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>